This is chapter 15 of Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. Nobody gets the fleece. I got nobody! Polyphemus gloated. We crept into the cave entrance and saw the Cyclops, grinning wickedly, holding up empty air. The monster shook his fist, and a baseball cap fluttered to the ground. There was Annabeth, hanging upside down by her legs. Ha! The Cyclops said, nasty invisible girl, already got feisty for one wife. Means you gotta be grilled with mango chutney. Annabeth struggled, but she looked dazed, and she had a nasty cut on her forehead. Her eyes were glassy. I'll rush him, I whispered to Clarice. Our ship is around the back of the island. You and Grover? No way, they said at the same time. Clarice had armed herself with a highly collectible ram's horn spear from the Cyclops' cave. Grover had found a sheep's thigh bone, which he didn't look too happy about using, but he was gripping it like a club, ready to attack. We'll take him together, Clarice growled. Yeah, Grover said. Then he blinked, like he couldn't believe that he had just agreed with Clarice about something. All right, I said. Attack plan Macedonia. They nodded. We had taken the same training courses at Camp Half-Blood. They knew what I was talking about. We would sneak around the other side and attack the Cyclops from the flanks, while I held his attention in the front. Probably what this meant is that would all die instead of just me. But I was grateful for the help. I hefted my sword and shouted, Hey, ugly! The giant whirled towards me. Another one? Who are you? Put down my friend. I'm the one who insulted you. You are nobody? That's right, you smelly old bucket of nose drool. It didn't sound quite as good as Annabeth's insults, but they were all that I could think of. I'm nobody, and I'm proud of it. Now put her down and get over here while I stab your eye at a out again. Roar! He bellowed. The good news, he dropped Annabeth. The bad news, he dropped her head first into rocks, where she lay motionless as a rag doll. The other bad news, Polyphemus barreled towards me a thousand smelly pounds of Cyclops that I would have to fight with a very, very small sword. For Pan! Gover rushed in from the right. He threw his sheep's bone, which bounced harmlessly off the monster's forehead. Clarice ran in from the left and set her spear against the ground just in time for the Cyclops to step on it. He wailed in pain, and Clarice dove out of the way, avoiding getting trampled. But the Cyclops just picked out the shaft like a large splinter and kept advancing on me. I moved in with Riptide. The monster made a grab for me. I rolled aside and stabbed him in the thigh. I was hoping for him to disintegrate, but this monster was much too big and powerful. Get Annabeth, I yelled at Grover. He rushed over, grabbing her invisibility cap and picked her up while Clarice and I tried to keep Polyphemus distracted. I have to admit, Clarice was brave. She charged the Cyclops again and again. He pounded the ground, stomped at her, grabbed at her, but she was too quick. And as soon as she made an attack, I followed up by stabbing the monster in the toe or the ankle or the hand. But we couldn't keep this up forever. Eventually, we would tire or the monster would get in a lucky shot, and it would only take one hit to kill us. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Grover carrying Annabeth across the rope bridge. It wouldn't have been my first choice, given the man-eating sheep on the other side, but at the moment, it looked like a better idea than this side of the chasm. And it gave me an idea. Fall back, I told Clarice. She rolled away as the Cyclops' fist smashed the olive tree beside her. We ran for the bridge, Polyphemus right behind us. He was cut up and hobbling from so many wounds, but all we'd done was slow him down and make him mad. Grind you into sheep cow, he promised. A thousand curses on nobody. Faster, I told Clarice. 
We tore down the hill. The bridge was our only chance. Grover had just made it to the other side and was setting Annabeth down. We had to make it across, too, before the giant caught us. Grover, I yelled, get Annabeth's knife. He widened his eyes when he saw the cyclops behind us, but he nodded like he understood. As Clarice and I scrambled across the bridge, Grover began sawing at the ropes. The first strand went snap. Polyphemus bounded after us, making the bridge sway wildly. The ropes are half cut now. Clarice and I dove for solid ground, landing beside Grover. I made a wild slash with my sword and cut the remaining ropes. The bridge fell away into the chasm, and the cyclops howled with delight because he was standing right next to us. Failed, he said gleefully. Nobody failed! Clarice and Grover tried to charge him, but the monster swatted them away like flies. My anger swelled. I couldn't believe I'd come this far. Lost Tyson suffered so much, only to fail. Stopped by a big, stupid monster in baby blue tuxedo kilt. Nobody was going to swat down my friends like that. I mean nobody. Not nobody. Ah, you know what I mean. Strength coursed through my body. I raised my sword and attacked, forgetting that I was hopelessly outmatched. I jabbed the cyclops in the belly. When he doubled over, I smacked him in the nose with the hilt of my sword. I slashed and kicked and bashed until the next thing I knew. Polyphemus was sprawled on his back, dazed and groaning, and I was standing above him, the tip of my sword hovering over his eyes. Ugh! Polyphemus moaned. Percy! Grover gasped. How did you? Please! No! The cyclops moaned, pitifully staring up at me. His nose is bleeding. A tear welled in the corner of his half-blind eye. M- my, my sheepies need me. Only trying to protect my sheep. He began to sob. I had one. All I had to do was stab. One quick strike. Kill him! Clarice yelled. What are you waiting for? The cyclops sounded so heartbroken. Just like, like Tyson. He's a cyclops, Grover warned. Don't trust him. I, I knew he was right. I knew Annabeth would have done the same thing. Even said the same thing. But Polyphemus sighed. And for the first time... It sank into me that he was a son of Poseidon, too. Like Tyson. Like me. How could I just kill him in cold blood? We only want the fleece, I told the monster. Will you agree to let us take it? No, Clarice shouted. Kill him! The monster stiffened. My beautiful fleece. My prized collection. Take it, cruel human. Take it and go in peace. I'm going to step back slowly, I told the monster. One false move. Polyphemus nodded like he understood. I stepped back as fast as a cobra. Polyphemus smacked me to the edge of the cliff. Foolish mortal, he bellowed, rising to his feet. Take my fleece. Ha! I'll eat you first. He opened his enormous mouth, and I knew that his rotten molars were the last thing that I'd ever see. Just then, whoosh, went over my head, and then a thump. A rock the size of a basketball sailed into Polyphemus's throat. A beautiful three-pointer, nothing but net. The cyclops choked, trying to swallow the unexpected pill. He staggered backwards, but there was no place to stagger. His heel slipped, the edge of the cliff crumbled, and the great Polyphemus made chicken wing motions that did nothing to help him fly as he trembled into the chasm. I turned halfway down the path to the beach, standing completely unharmed in the midst of a flock of killer sheeps, was an old friend. Bad Polyphemus, Tyson said. Not all cyclops is as nice as we look. Tyson gave us the short version. Rainbow, the hippocampus, who apparently had been following us ever since we lost, left Long Island Sound, waited for Tyson to play with him. 
and had found Tyson sinking beneath the wreckage of the CSS Birmingham and pulled him to safely. He and Tyson had been searching the Sea of Monsters ever since, trying to find us, until Tyson caught a scent of sheep and found this island. I wanted to hug the big oaf, except he was standing in the middle of killer sheep. Tyson, thank the gods! Annabeth is hurt! You think the gods she's hurt? He asked, puzzled. No! I knelt beside Annabeth and was worried sick by what I saw. The gash on her forehead was worse than I'd realized. Her hairline was sticky with blood. Her skin was pale and clammy. Gover and I exchanged nervous looks. Then an idea came to me. Tyson, the fleece. Can you get it for me? Which one? Tyson said, looking around the hundreds of sheep. In the tree, I said. The gold one. Oh, pretty, yes. Tyson lumbered over, careful not to step on the sheep. If any of us had tried to approach the fleece, we would have been eaten alive. But I guess Tyson smelled like polyphemus because the flock didn't bother him at all. They just cuddled up to him and bleated affectionately, as if they'd expected to get sheep treats from the big wicker basket. Tyson reached up and lifted the fleece off its branches. Immediately, the leaves of the oak tree turned yellow. Tyson started wading back towards me, but I yelled, No time! Throw it! The gold ramskin sailed through the air like a glittering shag frisbee. I caught it with a grunt. It was way heavier than I expected it to be. 60 or 70 pounds of precious gold wool. I spread it over Annabeth, covering everything but her face, and prayed silently to all the gods I could think of, even the ones that I didn't like. Please, please. The color returned to her face. Her eyelids fluttered open. The cut on her forehead began to close. She saw Grover and said weakly, You're not married? Grover grinned. No, my friends talked me out of it. Annabeth, I said, just lay still. But despite our protest, she sat up, and I noticed that the cut on her face had almost completely healed. She looked a lot better. In fact, she shimmered with health, as if someone had injected her with glitter. Meanwhile, Tyson was starting to have trouble with the sheep. Down, he told him as he tried to climb away, looking for food. A few were sniffing in our direction. No sheep, he's this way. Come here. They had heated towards him, but it was obvious that they were hungry, and then they started to realize that Tyson didn't have any treats for them. They wouldn't hold out forever with so much fresh meat nearby. We have to go, I said. Our ship is... Queen's and Revenge was a very long way away, and the shortest route was across the chasm, and we had just destroyed the only bridge. The only other possibility was through the sheep. Tyson, I called. Can you lead the flock as far away as possible? The sheep want food. I know. They want people food. Just lead them away from our path. Give us time to get to the beach, and then join us there. Tyson looked doubtfully, but he whistled. Come, sheepies. Um, people food. This way. He jogged off into the meadow, the sheep in pursuit. Keep the fleece around you, I told Annabeth, just in case you're not fully healed yet. Can you stand? She tried, but her face turned pale again. Oh, no, not fully healed. Clarice dropped next to her and felt her chest, which made Annabeth gasp. Ribs broken, Clarice said. They're mending, but definitely broken. How can you tell, I asked. Clarice glared at me. Because I've broken if you runt. I'll have to carry her. Before I could argue, Clarice picked up Annabeth like a sag of flour and lugged her down to the beach. Grover and I followed. As soon as we got to the edge of the water, I concentrated on the Queen Anne's revenge. I willed it to raise his anchor and come to me. After a few anxious minutes, I saw the ship routing towards the tip of the island. Incoming! Tyson yelled. He was bounding down the path towards us. The sheep about 50 yards behind, bleeding in frustration as their cyclops friend ran away without feeding them. 
They probably won't follow us into the water, I told the others. All we have to do is swim for this ship. With Annabeth like this? Clarice protested. We can do it, I insisted. I was starting to feel confident again. I was back in my home turf, the sea. Once we get to the ship, we're home free. We almost made it, too. We were waiting just past the entrance of the ravine when we heard a tremendous roar and saw Polyphemus, scraped up and bruised, but still very much alive. His baby blue wedding outfit in tatters splashed towards us with a boulder in each hand.